The Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast is brought to you by Wilbur Curtis. They make coffee brewers. Ever heard of them? If you haven't, you should. They're an awesome family-owned company. They're here in California. They power their facility with solar power, which I hear that's like a new hot thing that progressive people do. The best thing about Curtis, in my humble opinion, is the turnaround time on the brewers. They have a 24-hour turnaround. It's phenomenal. If you've ever ordered a brewer for a wholesale client from someone else and waited and waited and waited for it to come in, you know how frustrating that is. So being able to get the brewer next day like that is absolutely amazing. Shout out to you, Wilbur Curtis. Their customer service is phenomenal. And they just care. They care about you. They care about me. And I care about them. And that's why Cat Cloud Podcast is brought to you by Wilbur Curtis. On with the show. I'm in the Trace Commas Club now. <laughs> we're so rich, guys. Everybody listening to this podcast, we're mm. freaking rich. We're drinking water that's filtered. Yeah, dude. Yeah, through a Soma water filter. We're in top 10 percenters, dude. We're, yeah, yeah, dude. <laughs> in we, the world, In Craig. the world. San Tropez. Mm. Been there. Hey, dude. guys. Welcome <laughs> to Friday. How about that freaking Redbone song? How about <laughs> you like that song? Childish Gambino, yeah, that song hits me. In that, oh, the chord, I could just listen to it over and over again. And I watched him perform it live, and it took it to the next next for me. On Jimmy Kimmel, yeah, I think it was Jimmy Kimmel one. Check it out. He just he crushed it. His live voice was—I didn't realize he could sing that well because he was such a hip hoppy dude for so long. Yeah, he's got some soul, deep soul. He's got dude. a lot of soul. Childish Gambino's the shiz. Check this out, okay? You have companies. Maybe you work for a company. Whatever. We have a company, too. We've been <laughs> growing the company. Um, we are. Really. So we've got our new store open. We talked about that a little bit. We're expanding the roasting operations. We've got a lot of stuff in the mix. And basically, that requires us to train up new people and put people in positions of quote-unquote power or promote people to certain jobs. There's a lot of other jobs that need to be done. Like yeah. When we first opened, it's like, okay, we roast coffee, we make coffee, we take care of people that come in the door. So right. you've got like your concierge, you've got your barista, and then in the roastery side, you've got your roaster, and then there's owners. But now you've got, you know, like Grace has taken over coordinating in the roastery. Caroline's like Chuck's like number one right-hand person. I just you hired got an admin assistant. Admin assistant. Sarah, Sarah Shirley. Shirley. There's all these like different jobs to fill. And each job is like really, really different. And then you've got people coordinating in the cafe, which is a totally different experience from mm -hmm. the roastery. So you've got, you know, like Tanner's really going to take the lead downtown. Kristen's really going to take the lead on Portola. Right. I almost said 41st. <laughs> <laughs> it's deep in there, dude. That's just where I live. <laughs> Bro, I'm going to 41st. Sick. Um, and getting people in the spot where they're going to shine is like a really interesting thing. Oh, it's so good because I think what a lot of people struggle with is the, what seems to be, or what you would think would be the natural progression of things, which is like you have someone, right? They come on staff. And for most people, it's probably like, they're really good at working on the register. So we're going to train them to be a barista. Right. And then they're really good at being a barista. So we're going to make them a manager when the manager situation opens up mm -hmm. and not look like holistically at what might be going on or look at what other That's skill the sets term. they have. You know what I mean? To where it's holistically. like, holistically, like maybe the person who's a really awesome barista and has these traits isn't really cut out to be like a great manager. I would put right. myself in that category. Like, 
that it just doesn't work that well. Well, for it's me. the difference between teaching and managing. It's the difference between teaching and managing. Right. Yeah. Teaching, great. I'm all into it. Yeah, you crush it. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Managing, not so much. Right. Like, um, it's just it's such an like an important thing I think that needs to be considered when giving people jobs because it puts people sometimes in a position where they can be really frustrated if they don't have skill set to do a certain job. If I was like, I was a manager for a really short period of time in my life and I hated my life the whole time. Yeah. It's interesting, dude. I like, there's two things that I, that come back into my mind every time. And it's like adaptability. And then this philosophy of like throwing, like thinking outside of the box, like you said, holistic. And it's like, I think the best businesses find ways to utilize talent in their correct way. And like, I understand if anybody's listening, it's like, well, it's not as simple as just like giving somebody every serving single person, like an odds and ends random job. But I also think that we do sometimes kind of bog ourselves down with that remedial, like, well, this is how it works. We have six positions in this company. And if you don't fit those positions, then you can't grow. And I think one of the things that you and I and Charles really like dream of doing is essentially like breaking that mold. Right. And if it can grow our company and move us forward culturally or through our values, then like we're actually willing to consider any sort of job. Right. Yeah. There's things that need to be done and we'll just back it up for a second. This podcast is hopefully helpful for someone who is experiencing like a period of growth or has a bunch of talented people and they're not sure where to plug them in or they have talented people who maybe they think are plugged into the wrong thing and they're not performing as they should be or something like that. Or they're curious about their future. Or like, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? Like I have an idea, but like, can I do it? How do I get there? Yeah. And how do I use the people at my disposal? So, if you're in that boat or just curious, this should be useful for you. It's pretty, it's funny because when I first started thinking about coffee, I'm like, I just want to make like really great coffee. Right. And like the more that we go, the more I think the opportunities that we can help give people are really cool. I was talking to Mike Reezy, shout out to Reezy Resells, that man, my first job was at McDonald's. And mine was Jack in the Box. Super sick. And then my second job was at Roundtable. Mine was a movie, movie theater. theater. Yeah. So we're basically killing it over here. So how cool would it be <laughs> <laughs> like, if your first job was a really cool coffee shop and then within that first job, you had some sort of avenue for promotion where you just, I don't know, like I like cleaning out grease traps and smelled like French fries for oh, my yeah. whole life. And you know, I had always been Dude, meant to remember think the that grease like, on your pants. Oh, it never like comes your pants off. Were like, yeah, they were like, it's like actually a, had like a sheen. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so weird. It's like built-in chaps. Oh yeah, so You're weird. Like riding dirty, but like if somebody didn't have to do that, like right. hopefully, like we have people that will never have to. I'm like glad I did it, but it's just like wow. <laughs> well, yeah, and we're also hoping to holistically grow people, whether it's educational or actually like positional in our company, right? And yeah, yeah, and I, you get those jobs, like especially at that time, like had that job because that's what I thought you had to do, right? And no one would look at you and be like, oh yeah, you're smart, maybe you have like talents in this. Mm-hmm. And even when you know, even when I did like get a first coffee shop job and ended up being a manager, like. Right. It, it was totally misplaced, and no one could even see that, like, oh, he's really struggling as a manager. Like, this is not really his strength. I know he's yes. really smart and he's got big ideas about things. Like, where is he going to be the most effective? Mm-hmm. And it That's was definitely interesting. It wasn't there. So, I, it'd be kind of interesting to talk about the process of filling these positions, right? And interviewing people that are already on your staff. 
because sometimes like filling a position, let's say your admin position or like when we brought people into the roastery, right. It sometimes means passing up people for potential new jobs. I don't really want to call them promotions because it's not necessarily what they are, No, no, no. but it means passing up like really qualified individuals because it might not be their sweet spot. So, I mean, for me, that was a question I was going to ask you that you guys talked about a little bit, but like talk about maybe our philosophy and why a little bit more. We brought three talented lady baristas from our cafe and decided to do do that integration from cafe to roastery versus just hire specific people for the roastery. Because I know you talked a little bit about it in a, in a recent episode, but it, like the philosophy behind it, we didn't talk about so much and like why we decided to kind of throw that idea on its head of separation besides obviously teamwork, which is what you said, right? So roastery, well, we talked about cross training since the very beginning of opening this business. Yeah. Yeah. And roasteries are weird places. Just they straight up are in the sense that ours is rad. It's connected to the cafe. So there's a lot of life and energy, but even through that glass wall and down that hallway, there is like a little bit of separation, right? So it's easy to feel not included in what is going on. Mm -hmm. And that's can be a bummer. The second level of that is that as companies grow and spread out and more specialized jobs become right, the greater potential there is to feel some sort of separation from the hub or just separation from someone else's job. Mm -hmm. And we've seen that where we worked in the past to where it's like the cafe has one initiative and they're going to push forward on that initiative with retail staff. And that's, what's the most important Mm -hmm. and wholesale has one initiative and they're going to push forward with that initiative, like no matter what. And then, Roasting has its own initiative and mm-hmm. we need to run things this way. So you get in a situation where nobody really understands each other's needs and nobody really understands what they're contributing to the company overall. And that's really sad because yes. a company in its like best form, I think is almost like a sports team and that one person isn't going to carry the weight. Like the point guards just as important as the power forward is just as important as the center. And you're all working together to win the game. Yes. Not to like, it's not for yourself. You know what I mean? Like you want to move the whole company forward, not just your department. So understanding how other people work, how other departments work, what the other departments contribute to each other. Right. Is super important to us because I mean, you know, wholesale doesn't exist without retail. The roastery doesn't exist without, you know, retail, vice versa, like the whole thing. It's, it's a unit. Yeah. So to get people to carry that energy back to the cafe and bring some of the cafe's energy into the roastery. And then they can take the knowledge from the roastery and bring it in. And like immediately everyone's exposed to infinitely more just knowledge, understanding of how the company functions in general. So having people do three days a week in the cafe and two days a week in the roastery is like a step towards that. Oh, it's so sick. It's super rad. One thing that I'm actually eager to get to dive into more from uh, your side is we have this concepts of show as part of one of our company values and putting on a good show and what it looks like to have like a stage set. And you guys have taken that to a really, really high level, especially for that small space. And one of the trainings that we want to put together for the cafe is kind of like the psychology of an organized space. And it's something that Chris and I believe in. And it's part of the show, but they've done such a really good job of organizing the roastery. Alex talked about it in the last episode. You should go back and listen to it. Or maybe it's two episodes ago. But he talked about 
how grace just locked in this organizational flow and in the same way, like we try to do that in the cafe, but being able to see the cross training of it and have our team long-term step into the roastery and be like, look at how lined up all this is and that is, and like, where can we implement those ideas and see it into the cafe in different places is going to be a really amazing cross training opportunity as is the service cross training from being in our cafe and then stepping into the roastery and knowing that anytime somebody walks up to the roastery doors, you step over and you like talk to them and you integrate yourself with them the same way and like blow their mind. And the efficiency that comes from bringing, bringing people from the cafe into the roastery. Yes. Cause roasteries, they don't have, external pressures in that their customer, your customer is like a wholesale customer right. or a web customer. They're not there. They're not right there yeah. in the cafe. Your, your guests are there. They're lined up. You see them and yeah. you're just like, so that leads to like just a different level of work intensity. It's uh-huh. easy to lose. But when you're trained in retail first, you just bring that intensity everywhere you go and you know that things need to be done really efficiently and right. you can crank and like maximize your time. And then, yeah, bring in the, the like, we have an open door policy. Like if someone's standing behind like the glass door in the roastery, it opens and we give them a chunk of our time. Hey, what's up? Come on in, check it out. See the thing. And it's like so many roasters have the vibe for being just like aloof or, you know, you only ever see their backs or they're just grumpy or whatever. Or they think they're too cool. And it's just weird. Yeah. Not for us. Not for us. Yeah. It's just <laughs> not our shtick. It's not our thing. So I'm, I'm really excited. I mean, it, it's been a couple of weeks and they're doing awesome like the girls are killing it like super, super hard. And I mean, it's a testament to the training the, right. that the retail team has set up and like the orientation mm-hmm. that we set up and right. bring people in. It, it just, it just works better. It works way better than bringing someone right in to the roastery. Right. Because there's less of a cultural connection, even when it is the same company. Right. Because there's something you get from being around this mass of people. Yeah. It's so, I'm so proud of that idea for our company just because it's, first of all, it's different, which for whatever reason, I like things that are different. I just don't like following the norm. And it's I think that's because of Arby's, like a, dude. It's probably because of Arby's. Different dude. is good. Different is good. <laughs> I've always had that issue. So it can actually hurt me at times. But in this case, I like really am pumped on it because I do think that there's a really positive outcome and the quality of work is going to be the exact same. Like really what we're doing is we're just breeding a, a better team environment and teamwork makes dream work, Chris. Teamwork I don't know if you've heard that dream before. Uh, I'm pretty sure I just coined it for the first time. So invention right here. You heard it here, Jared <laughs> Truby. We're gonna but, trademark um, that thing later. Don't worry, I got oh, you. You know what? I might put a company called DreamWorks. Should maybe I, that'd be a good idea, right? Should I make a meme for you right yeah, now? Yeah, DreamWorks. And you know, it'd be sick. I'd be sitting like on a moon fishing or something. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I love fishing. <laughs> you and some waiters, <laughs> just like, hey, boys. <laughs> They're biting today. <laughs> they're, bite, they're biting today. Just over here, four mile. I'm using fireflies. And Chica, what kind of bait you got? Oh, yeah, I only use live bait. Worms. Yeah. <laughs> worms for I got sure. worms. <laughs> I got chips. Uh, but yeah, on the other note, though, I think that you, Charles, and I really have this passion for seeing, and our company also has the passion for seeing opportunity in people and like trying to place them in the places where they're they'll excel the most and there's there's kind of two parts to that there's the part where where we actually physically talk to them but there's also the part where like we turn down people for jobs like you said because we're like maybe you're overqualified or long term maybe you won't be happy here or 
I see something for you in the future that we don't have for you now, but I really want to focus on doing. And we actually have a meeting with somebody coming up where they're going to p- pitch to us. And pitch is like such a hardcore word, but they're going to they're gonna give us a presentation essentially. And they're extremely qualified in a lot of different areas. And they're like, here's where I think I can really benefit this company. I really connect with what you're doing. And we're having a private meeting where they're going to they're gonna show us what they believe they can do. And I actually have really high hopes and I believe in this person that we're going to have over here pretty, I like, she's, she's so high level that like I had an hour and a half interview with her because she was so interesting that I like couldn't stop talking to her. Yeah, anyway, it's just like this thing where you're like, okay. I remember the, when you came back, she's like, you're all, yeah, dude, she's kind of intimidating to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I in a good it. way. Yeah. yeah. I was like, there's no way I'm not going to hire this girl just because I'm intimidated by her. And she's like smarter than probably all of us in, a, in, in her own way. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's got their genius. That's why we right. believe everybody's a leader. But this person is special and has like this, this initiative in her that is going to like, hopefully change the world through us. But like either way, she's going to go on to do something crazy. But the road to that right. is tricky because you have to be willing to say no to someone yeah. who's on staff, who's amazing, but then like actually go the extra mile and talk about it so that they understand your thought process of, of why to where it's just mm-hmm. like, okay, cool. Like, yeah, this job's not right for you. Sorry. You're not going to be a roaster right. or she's you're not, not going to be my, or you're not going to be my, my PA or whatever yeah. it is. And just dig to that like next level, which right. is something that I think a lot of people don't do. And that's why you just see this linear progression path where like, you know, barista manager, director, head of whatever department right in a place where they actually are just having the worst time ever because no one took the time to be like, Hey, you know, what do you think you could really bring? Let's talk about your perfect ideal world. Like, and not just because people will jump at any opportunity, which right. makes sense because mm-hmm. I've done the same thing. And it's just like, if you, you know, you see an opportunity for progression as an employee, it's hard to pass it up. You're like, yeah, I want that next job. Well, you've been taught to take it, right? You've been you taught take to take everything. It. Yeah, take that's it. what I was always taught. Me too. They're like, you if something to. comes out, you have to take it because you can't turn it down because you never know when it's going to come and back you'll up. you'll never grow otherwise. Yeah, you'll be stuck in the same spot, which is actually probably true for the most part. Yeah, which is sad. For a lot we of places. We hope to be a business not like that. Yeah, it's it, and it kicks you in the ass pretty hard. Well, there's that individual contributor thing we used to talk about. And essentially, that's what we're kind of putting our money where our mouth is. And we're allowing our multifaceted team which let's be honest, all your coffee companies out there, you most likely have a really multifaceted team. And if you've done a good job, you haven't just hired like low level human beings who can like barely <laughs> run a register. <laughs> well, and I mean, I'm not like trying to make fun, but you know what I'm saying? It's like, you didn't, well, if no, you I, did a good job, you didn't hire somebody who like, you literally have to micromanage. So they understand how to like do what you'd like them to do. You did a good job training them right. and they're smart in and of themselves, which they, yeah, they probably allow are them to help. Yeah. And if you have to micromanage, that's probably your fault. Yeah. Because you did the training wrong or set up unclear expectations of what the goals were. Totally. Nobody knows what they're working towards or how to do it. And then it's just like, it's taking the time. Like everyone's got a special skill. Yeah. Like everyone can do something amazing that's outside of the realm of like what their quote unquote normal job description would be. And that's where I'm going is it's like we're allowing people and not only allowing, asking people to help us if they're interested to take on kind of like a side project job and we pay them a little bit more and we say, Hey, we need you to help 
or we'd love for you to help us with this. And the person gets to take ownership of something that drives our company forward and they get to, they get to be the person. And, and that feels good for everybody. And so there's, there's some of that. It's like a more condensed version of how we'll hire for cultural fit above all else, right. like alignment with mission, vision, values, and not hire for skill or not hire for anything. It's like a, it's like a different tier of that to where, okay, you're in the door. You're part of the family. That's right. great. Now let's find your perfect fit in the family mm-hmm. and not just being like, oh, yeah, you know, Alex is great. So I'm just going to give him this. Right. Um, and it just means it means like having real conversations with real people. And that also means like breaking down barriers. Cause like we said before, like people will want to jump at that opportunity, but like you kind of have to be a probing boss or probing business owner to really get at the heart of the manner because heart of the manner, heart of the manner. Yeah, dude, it's a, it's a big house Heart of the matter and in the manner at the heart of the manner, <laughs> the heart of the manner, because people have defense mechanisms, like, put up against those who are quote unquote in power over them. Right. And you have to realize that if you're a business owner or you're a boss, you have some sort of implied power in these situations. So you have to be really careful to not abuse that, but you have to really understand how people view you and like create a safe place right. where they can talk to you. Be vulnerable yourself. A be little vulnerable bit yourself. Yeah. Share your stories or your trials. It humanizes you in a way that just like being the boss can't. Yeah. You know, I mean, part of my conversation with uh, the person who's coming here today is one of the people who applied to be my personal project manager and admin assistant. That's the job project manager and admin assistant. And oh, wow, she's going to be here soon. And uh, (laughs) (laughs) she just texts me. But through the conversation, basically what I was doing is and I, I was honest with her. I was like, I'm having a really hard time. I like stopped in the middle of interview and I was like, look, you are so qualified to do this. But like, I see so much more in you that I kind of feel like if you got in this job and I want this job to turn into a full-time position, that it might be something that like I'll need so much from you that it's going to stunt you from going to this place that I think you're going to really thrive and help this company. And not only that, be like really passionate about it. And there was this really cool moment where she was like, loved it and was frustrated. She's all, here's the thing. She's all, my whole life, I've been hearing that, like, you're so overqualified and you're so genius and this, that, and the other. And I was like, but here's the thing. I like really mean it. And here's where I'm going with that. Like education ultimately is going to sit with Chris and he is going to run that part of the department. And you have an educational background. You've studied how to train people, how people learn from places like Stanford. You are a literal teacher. You are also a professional graphic designer. Also, all this is going to fall into Chris's department. And so what I'm seeing is this opportunity for you to like apply your literal passions with this other person in our company that we don't have yet but it's going to happen. Right. And I see this for you. And so I don't want to bring you on here and invest all this time in making you potentially a full-time employee for me and then have that space be open where I think you could be perfect, not only perfect, but maybe pivotal and making us as special as we want to be and leave that to somebody else when that could be you and we could just hold off for a while. And so I started, she started asking questions and I saw her light, her eyes start lighting up and saw her start getting excited about some of the things we have dreamed up. And she was like, I was like, are you excited? You seem live alive right now. You seem like there's energy. And she goes, that's just like right up my alley. And I was like, 
I feel like that too, but I can't speak for you. I'm not going to hire you for this job, but I'd love to have you sit down with Chris. And so, you know, in 10 minutes or so from now, she's going to come here and talk for an hour. And she's going to present what she's got. And she's so talented and I can't wait for that. But that's essentially the whole idea of this podcast that Chris and I are talking about is seeing and actually thinking about all of your employees and what they're good at. Don't be the owner or the boss who's like, just assumes these people are awesome and, and boxes them in. Like you got to get to know your people and see what they're about. And you can like, you can do a lot. That's the whole do more with less. It's not doing more with less because it's less people. It's, it's doing more with what you already have. This is kind of the pro the idea. And that is a really big deal. Yeah. The box in is rough. The other end of the box in, which is also horrible is the spread out, which is someone who, this person that we're talking about, sorry that we're talking about you so much. <laughs> it's awesome though. I get excited. Is that if you have a lot of different talents or a lot of abilities, let's say you can do a lot of different things really well, is it can be hard to kind of carve out your niche and yes. sit and own something and you like dabble a little bit in that and you have a little bit of this to do and you have a little bit of this to do and you end up just being like a shit catcher. Yeah. Which is like, oh, this thing's going wrong. Well, so and so will fix it because they, they can basically handle everybody. Yep. And like they work hard and they do it and like, that happened to me all the time. They're like, oh, he'll, yeah, yeah, Baka could do it. And yeah. I'm just like, I don't want to. Like, I can. But I got the company's back. I got, yeah, like, I'll do it for you because you asked me to and I, like, want to be a part of this thing. But at the end of the day, I, you just feel like you're swimming around and around and you just don't have, you don't really get the opportunity to create something that you can own and, and like, point back to something and be like, yeah, I helped make this thing. Right. You're basically kind of cleaning up everyone else's mess because you're just smart and multi-talented and that's like equally as frustrating and you're missing all the opportunity in this person like you have to you have to work together and find that place and these people will like shine bright for each other not even just for it's for themselves it's for you everybody's there to win and like oh just like nurture nurture dude like nurture the things that like I don't know. I'm kind of a tough ass. I don't need like a lot of nurturing, but it's like nice when you do something for people to just recognize like the good contribution and not only focus on the negative. Feel that. Which like <laughs> happens like all the time. And sometimes it can be like really, really just like, like pretty depressing. Dude, it <laughs> can be hard. I mean, like, it can. Cause then you just feel like, well, what am I even, where am I going? And nobody's answering those questions for you. I remember, and this again, like, oh, it's so hard to talk about like old employees because right. you, you really don't want to throw like, it's never my intention to, to kind of like throw shade at anybody or, or make anybody feel bad. But I think it is, you know, important to acknowledge like, you know, when feelings get going. So I remember when we started doing the, the videos, like the, the street smarts one right. at Verb and like we got this, I was like, oh, we should make like some videos and we got all this equipment and most of it was pretty cheap. And then some of it was really expensive that I didn't even know what it was and I never used it. And like, it wasn't even my thing. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. So right. we basically had like a basic camera and some stuff and just started making these brewing tutorials because I'm just like, I just want to help people make better coffee. Yeah. Like you're reading all this stuff on the internet. It's like really confusing. Everyone's talking all these things. So start putting out videos, videos, videos. And like, you know, <laughs> one day Ryan comes up to me and he's like, hey man, and, you know, he was trying to be, like, as soft as he could about it and, like, really chills. I don't fault him for this at all. This is more about how it made me feel. Right. But he pulls me aside and he's like, yeah, so uh, I'll talk to you about the videos. Like, 
we spent all this money on equipment and you know, again, don't take this the wrong way, but they're just not very good. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, Oh, I was like, well, I'm not a professional. Like I don't know what I'm doing. Like all I know is I used to make skate videos and like, this is just what I know how to do. And I'm just trying to be helpful. He's like, yeah, it's like, they're just not that good. And again, like, I'm not trying to bag on him. He was trying to be super nice. And like, he did care about my feelings. But just like hearing that at the moment, like really kind of crushed me. And I was just like, whoa, so what do I do? So I don't know what to do. Yeah. And like, nobody knew what to do. So I was just like, okay, well, I'm just, I'm just keep making them like, yeah. keep making crappy videos, I guess. So um, I don't think that crappy. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just like, it just keys me into as again, just to be clear, not trying to talk crap. Oh yeah. He was definitely trying to be conscious of my feelings. So in that moment he was doing like the best that he yeah. could. He was trying so to be direct. He was trying like to be direct, which I totally respect, but I'm as a boss, like more conscious because of things like that, that I am in a position of power and authority and people take what I say, like very seriously and all, everything that comes out of your mouth carries like a lot of weight and you have the ability to lift someone up, make them feel really good, but you also have the ability to just crunch someone's spirit without even knowing it. Yeah. You got to be really, you have to be really, really careful. And it's been a really big, I, I mean, I talk about this cause it has been a struggle for me because my default communication mode is like really direct. I'm like, what are you doing? Why is this the thing? You right. know, like I totally would have said that. Yeah. What he said to me, I would have said that to someone else like five years ago. If it didn't happen to you. Yeah. If it didn't happen to me, right. I would have been like, why does this suck so hard? Right. And like not even knowing. So it's just something to be aware of. Mm-hmm. And again, it's like nobody has any formal training on this stuff. Like these were never things that were talked to us about. Like, you know, when we're like, oh, we're going to open a business. Right. It was all about like making the best coffee. And those are the things that people in the industry talked about. Yeah. You know, what machine are you going to use? Right. Like. Don't don't, miss it. Yeah. It was just kind of you're learning all this stuff all the time, but you don't realize that you're like from day one, you're like crafting this approach. You're like taking these things. Like I didn't know that that had such a big effect on me at the time. Right. I shrugged it off, but like, it's something that I'll never forget. Right. So I remember, I remember the conversation, like it was clear as day and I remember how it made me feel. So I was just like, Oh, those are hard. That's heavy. Yeah. Those are big. They're big. So it's just like, be aware, be aware, see what you have in front of you and do your very best to, to key yourself into what, what kind of quality of work you could get out of these people that they would love to help you do. Cause they are there to help They're, They didn't come to work for you just to like, hopefully for <laughs> us, nobody came to work at our company just to like have a job. That's cool. That I am hundred percent guaranteed of, but some places you do have that. However, you can still motivate and encourage and really inspire your people to do big, big things. And part of that's going to require you to trust them. And part of that's going to require you to communicate with them. And, uh, that's like the moral I think of this whole podcast is like talk to your people, find out what they're about, find out what they're doing and really decide where you're going and help them help you. Yeah. You got to dig in, dig those heels in and freaking make some miracles happen. Do that. Whatever it is you've been doing that squat magoober, the warm up, the, what is it? Bergner? No, not the Bergner, the, the, the hammies. Oh dude. What's it called? Uh, there's a few of them. Eight ways to win at the magic parade. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, world's gr- the world's greatest stretch yeah the world's greatest stretch oh i texted you the f- oh dr eric's foundation training dr eric's foundation training oh my gosh dude you got to do a half hour of dr eric's foundation it's training. only 12 minutes can a- you get through it hell no not dude, even youtube close. it dr eric's foundation training try it's, to get through 12 minutes it'll level up oh 
it's giving me chills already. I'm chilled out. We're going to have to bail right yeah. now because our uh, presentation is yeah, about busy. to roll in. And I hope everyone, it's Friday. Have a good weekend. This is going to go up today. It's been great to be out with my bro, Chris, and do this again. It's yeah, been, when Jared's gone. I know everybody wants to hear Jared. And I know, well, I know everyone wants to hear Chuck. And I'm going to tell you, Chuck's right here. He's right behind us. We had a microphone turned for down. him. And he turned it down. He's accounting. He's, <laughs> He's over there accounting. He's, he's just over there doing other stuff. He was scared. Um, but it's been cool having Alex on and our schedules have been really busy. So yeah. we're trying to commit to the podcast and just we're, we're doing it whenever we can get it done. We're doing <laughs> it. <laughs> so we appreciate the listens. We really do. It's awesome. And the feedback that we get. We love it. We love you guys. So we love you. Have a great weekend. Bye. Good morrow. <laughs>